This podcast edition of Other Side of Texas is brought to you by our friends at Flint Boot and Hat, a West Texas original. You want a great hat or you want to make your boots great again, go see them at 3035 34th Street or Flint and 34th Street in Lubbock or see more at flinthat.com. It was freezing cold in Dallas when I made my getaway. I ran a cold front when I gave my truck the reins. Barreling down I-35 with one thought on my mind. Forget the race, find an open space, be that city. Hey there, howdy. Another edition of The Other Side of Texas. Thank you for hanging out here on The Other Side. I'm your host, Jay West Texas Leeson. You got thoughts as we go along the way. You're welcome to text today. Just text 806 745 5800. Raving on from the studios where Buddy Holly became famous. Plenty coming up with Rager Gate and Regent Gate. And we've got the mayor of Lubbock, Texas, who's sitting underneath both of these scandals right now. And what he has to say to folks. And best way to lead, best way to guide as we walk through tumultuous times right here in the rural metropolis of Lubbock, Texas, broadcasting from the studios where Buddy Holly became famous. That's right, here at AM580 Lubbock. Uh, This segment brought to you by Racer Car Wash. Racer Car Wash voted Lubbock's best wash for five years running. Stop into one of five convenient locations across the Hub City for the best wash around, guaranteed. Check them out at racercarwash.com. Find the most convenient location for you there at racerwash.com. Uh, all sorts of stuff to get into. Brand new piece for you on othersideoftexas.com. A talked about it a lot on the program but if you'd like to see it in writing pass along to friends we'd be mighty obliged if you did just that Uh, we have uh, laid out an account an insider's account multiple inside sources about what's gone on since december 2016 into the summer of 2017 and Texas Tech getting that veterinarian school appropriation for to to do the study, a green light, so to say, and how things at that point in time correlate with tensions and hostilities within the border regions. Going to get into that maybe a little bit later, but I really would like for you to go check out our Facebook page, check out our Twitter at OSTX Show. Uh, I'm trying to bring you the inside account, and uh, no telling where this is going to, that's part one, part two, we're going to get into, and my, my premise here is this, if we can't answer a simple question about what I would argue to be five of the most important minutes in Texas Tech's history, and that's how long it took them after, as I'm told, quote, a long time. They called Bob Duncan in, storied West Texas. Always, this is a, I hope that some someday maybe I lighten up enough that the way people uh, refer to me is as the gentleman. And so in the piece, I call him the West Texas gentleman. 25 years, 
representing this region and then four years at Texas Tech only to be called in and five minutes later it's all over uh, Bob Duncan announcing retirement and what happened in those five minutes about to get into a piece by the chairman of the Board of Regents uh, Rick Francis and discuss that a little bit further uh, but first, we want to do what we need to do, and that's get in with, uh, I know that some of you are upset I've not covered this in some time because of developments, but I want to get into it with you now. Without further ado, we'll get into some Gate news. So, today, a couple of things that I want to bring up on the show. Is that text line that's great music, yeah. Uh, Rager Dykes, the franchise, the Ford franchise, the rights could be potentially sold. That's that's one update for you. But what I would like to talk about now is this from KCBD Ford demanding jury trial in suit against Rager Dykes. Ford Motor Credit filed an amended complaint with the court on Friday demanding a trial by jury and moving ahead with its lawsuit against Rager Dykes companies that are not currently involved in the proceedings. Ford must wait until bankruptcy action has been resolved before moving ahead with its lawsuit against those companies, but it is pursuing legal action against three other entities, including Rager Auto Mall, 1, LLC, Rager Dykes, 2, LLC, Rager Dykes, 3, LLC, and Bart Rager and Rick Dykes as uh, individuals. And what do you got? Thanks. Uh, Bart Rager and Rick Dykes as... Where do you indi- live? As individuals. Are we done? Okay. Ford says the Rager Dykes dealerships are in default. Ford says the Rager Dykes dealerships are in default, having failed to make required payments and, quote, submitting false or inaccurate information to Ford Credit in order to delay paying amounts due to Ford Credit and or uh, to obtain financing from Ford Credit under false pretenses. Ford included a list of claims for each dealership claiming more than $40 million due on over $113 million in debt. Ford is demanding a jury trial and will be required to submit documentation to the court by September 10. And following this, this is one, and I've mentioned this before, but I want to bring it to bear for just a moment. Now, I wrote about this in the piece that we'll have, uh, that we currently have up at OtherSideOfTexas.com. It's an accounting of events, again, from late two, 2016 through that fateful executive session with the Board of Regents at Texas Tech on Friday, the August the 10th. And um, so you got 10 guys and you line them up and you bring Bob Duncan out and you say, well, as, as Regent Steinmetz, as others 
legitimatized by just simply referencing a, a sheer rumor. Like, I don't understand that. Uh, Mayor Dan Pope's coming up in just a moment. And if somebody said to me, you know, I heard that, that Dan Pope is, uh, is Batman and they're installing a, uh, a bat light on top of the new Citizens Tower there in downtown. That doesn't mean that I go on radio. And I'm not even a public official. I'm not a regent. But I don't go on radio and say, you know, uh, I'm told uh, that it can be logically deduced according to sources who have direct knowledge with uh, said situation. Uh, but Dan Pope may be Batman. Because I hear that rumor, I don't cite it. But all that to say, you hear a rumor in two respective situations, two respective scandals in the city of Lubbock right now. And one is a misappropriation of funds by Bob Duncan. You line 10 people up, uh, many of whom have been voting uh, for Bob Duncan for the better part of two three decades in, say, misappropriation of funds. Uh, We've got allegations against Bob Duncan on that. And eight guys, eight folks in that scenario are going to kind of grimace and say, yeah, I don't know. Um, I I don't think that's right. But you bring out, and it's just a basis of perception. And I said in the piece, the scope of public opinion on Bob Duncan goes at worst to he's hard not to like to at best venerated you bring out Bart Rager and you know what folks will say you line up 10 folks all 10 say yeah I know I knew it I knew it and that's the difference in the scenario that we're looking at right now in Lubbock but uh, so far as is the trial itself what amazes me is that they have not called for Where do you a, live? <clears throat> they've not called for a change of trial venue and that's a curious like they want a jury trial but they're fine and maybe i'm missing something maybe there's something i don't know about lawsuits but you would think that you would want it outside of Lubbock. And it's curious development to me that that's not being called for. Maybe they do want it in Lubbock. And why would they? And maybe uh, representation from Bart Rager and Rick Dykes says, hey, we want to change a venue. That'll be an interesting development for me as we go forward. But as we go forward, looking forward to getting the mayor, Dan Pope, in right here on the other side of Texas. Stay right where you are. We'll hear the inside. Get some good guidance from the good mayor of Lubbock, Texas, right here on the other side of Texas, about 90 seconds from now. The only sure thing is Texas and dying. And you love it makes a living worthwhile. Out of red clay and Baked in the West Texas sun to perfection is the other side of Texas with Jay Leeson. Oh, hell, the little things you say and do make me want to be with you. Rain on its crazy feeling, and I know it's got me feeling when you say I love you. Hey, welcome back in this 
Other Side of Texas edition is sponsored by the law firm of Mullen Horton Brown, LLP, with offices in Lubbock, Amarillo, and Dallas, employing creative legal solutions to address your business needs in the areas of commercial litigation, banking, financial restructuring, employment law, and estate planning. He is the mayor of the rural metropolis. You mind if I call it that? Works for me. Uh, he yeah. is Dan Pope. Glad to have him here on the program. Uh, Dan Pope uh, just into re-election. That's more years. applause than I've gotten in, in uh, yeah, two years plus. And it was real, too. Yeah, thank like you. People, Thanks. We've yeah. got people outside the window. That's right, yeah. Like Always. the Today Show. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, two years and, uh, what, three months? 27 months yeah. total? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Michael Cohen and Paul Manafort going down today. Any thoughts on that? No. Okay. Well, then let's focus on what's going on locally. Uh, So, it's intriguing to me, Dan Pope, that here we have these two stories. uh, This is my own goof. Today, I posted an update. Somebody sent me a text and said, so far as we know, Governor Greg Abbott's event is still on. So, I got on Twitter because I can't even tell the days now. And I know that Sarah, Self Warbrick, a lot of other reporters across the city feel the same sentiment. So I get on Twitter and I say, um, uh, last update I've gotten is that the governor's event tonight, and we're broadcasting on a Tuesday here, is still on. And then uh, people on Twitter saying, what do you mean tonight? That thing's tomorrow night. So all the days become a haze. But it seems ever since the beginning of August, Mayor, that it's been one thing after another. And so it just, it's curious to me that as the mayor of Lubbock, Texas, you're standing underneath, I would call them two scandals, and you don't let me box you in. You may not consider them two scandals, but you've got the Rager Dykes thing, which what we call in this program is Rager Gate, and then we have Regent Gate breaking out at Texas Tech, the offing of the ousting, I should say, of, of Bob Duncan. What are your general thoughts? And then I want to get into what you counsel as mayor. Uh, what kind of counsel do you have for folks who are watching all these things happen at one time? You mean both things happen at one time? Yes. Yeah. When you say all these things, I thought you, I well, thought I you mean, were. It yeah. seems like a, yeah. it no, has it's all a, sorts of tentacles. It's a, it, they do. Um, I think, uh, you know, one of the great things about being mayor is if we start with the Rager Dyke situation, one of the great things about being mayor is you get to cheer for every business in town. You want everybody to be successful. And you, uh, you know, so when you have a business that's, you know, um, hits a bump in the road or whatever you want to call it, maybe more than a bump, you, you, you know, you, you, you feel that. And I think from my perspective, I feel it for the employees. We don't know how many they employ in Lubbock. Let's say four to four fifty. I mean, I think they employ about seven hundred total, um, and, and I think that's my initial my you know my initial reaction is how what happens to those folks. Um, I I I know Bart and Rick. I've known I've known Rick forever. I actually I've known Bart forever. Bart and I were at Tech together. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I know a lot of what I you know what I know about it's what I read in the press. Um, I do think that. Um, that a lot of the people that work there, if if their jobs go away, they've got a future. I mean, the you know, there's a lot of value in having an assembled sales force and, and an internet business and some of the things that I think are assets to, to their business and 
whether they resurrect it or someone else does, I, I, you know, I, I pray that those folks will, will find good jobs quickly, whether it's where they are today or, or somewhere else. Hmm. I think the the tech situation to me is, a, like a lot of people, I find it a bit of a head-scratcher. Mm-hmm. Um, I am... When, I've, did, I've when worked, did you know, Dan Pope, when did you know that this change was coming? Um... I got a I got a little bit of a heads up over the you know so maybe Sunday night yeah. before it happened on Monday. How shocked were you when you heard? Uh, I wasn't shocked because I I knew that they had not renewed the chancellor's contract a year ago, mm-hmm. and I think it become relatively um, not it, renewed or not made changes. not not extended. I guess okay. maybe yeah. was the maybe that was the the point they hadn't extended it a year ago, and uh, I think it was. Um, had become relatively well known that there was a, a, some conflict between um, um, Chancellor Duncan and um, the chairman, maybe and maybe at least one other regent um, over budgets. Just general conflict. Okay. I mean, I think a lot of it goes back to um, I, I didn't know the details. I certainly knew that the uh, the vet school was a flashpoint. Um, and I haven't read. I, saw, I heard you talking about having put a put a piece up around the vet school. I, you know, I think that that's a. Um, I think that has a big part in this. Certainly, um, I, I I I've sat on a lot sat on a lot of boards and sit on you know sit on a you know sit on the city council today. Sit on the board of a, another company, a publicly traded company. You know, when you when you accept that role as a trustee or a board member or a regent. You, uh, it, it's a different kind of responsibility, and it, it you're you're expected to make decisions that uh, are well thought out, uh, that that um, let the organization gives give signals to the organization that the future is bright and that we're moving forward, and. Uh, that we've thought through this and and we have a plan. Yeah. But and I'm not sure that we we saw that. Yeah. Um, and I that we've seen it thus far. Yeah, I, you know, Are I you surprised that it took the chairman Rick Francis. I would say over a week. By the time that posted last night at Lubbock Online, it had been over a week since you'd heard anything from the regents with regards to a man. And like this is the rub for me. What they may not understand, Mayor, is that people here, by and large, have voted for Bob Duncan for 25 years. And to just, he's gone and no comment. Yeah, I would say that uh, taking seven days in, in today's world to, to post, you know, to come out with the communications is... It's like it's like in the, in the old days that would have been like a month, maybe maybe six weeks. It's when, uh, in the world we live in today. I yeah. want to circle back around to what we refer as Riggergate, but what did you make of that response when you read it? Well, I, I think the positive about it was that um, um, I, I think there was some sort of apology in it, maybe for not responding quicker. Um, um, I think otherwise, I found it to be. Um, um, not particularly deep. Um, Helpful or deep? 
I don't know about helpful. I just, yeah. I, I just, I thought it, it sounded, um, you know, I, I thought the part about Dr. Mitchell was fine. I, I'm good with that. Yeah. Um, I think, I think, you know, we'll, I'm sure we'll get to that. But I think Ted's, um, I think he's the right guy um, in the situation we're in. Uh, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't find it to be. Um, um, I think it would have been a whole lot more valuable had it been done um, in in concert with the decision that they made a week ago Friday. We go last Friday. Does that speak to you that this was spontaneous? It certainly doesn't look well planned. Yeah. Okay. So. I mean, here's let's play this out. Okay. okay. Um, you you have a a chancellor who is um, well thought of in in the legislature. You know, I mean, I I'll give you an example. Um, the mayor of Houston, Sylvester Turner. He's uh, he's not he doesn't look at the world politically like Chancellor Duncan does, mm-hmm. but every time I see Mayor Turner, he first thing he wants to do is talk about Bob Duncan, and it's just from that working together in Austin all those years, and that that's I think symbolic of the kind of kind of man he is, and so. But that gives well, you- why would you not want him mm-hmm. helping you out in the um, in the session that starts in January? Yeah, that to me is if it was that bad. If the, if the relationship had deteriorated that bad, badly, um, why did you wait till this point to make the move? Four months, four, you know, what, what, four and a half months before the session starts. I thought the Avalanche Journal did a good job today, Mayor, in coming out like they took Chairman Rick Francis El Paso, uh, took up his op-ed, and then Karen Michaels today in the Avalanche Journal, you know, at the point of departure for Bob Duncan, he mentioned something about a lack of vision, and then the Avalanche Journal really wrote up Rick Francis without writing him up, but said, "Well, two years ago, you were fully on board yeah. with that vision." Well, think about what's think about what's been what's gone on in four years. You see the 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 money raising stats. I mean, they're they're remarkable. But I, in my twenty five years as an adult in Lubbock. So this is after school, went away for 10 years, common sense took over, and I came back. I can never re- Same story. Yeah, I can never recall a time when the faculty was more, was more happy about what's going on. I don't give all, I mean, I think, I think certainly Mitchell and Scoven get a lot of re- responsibility for that, but mm-hmm. we have virtual, pe- uh, relative peace on earth, so to speak. We're retaining more students. The, the academic... Um, credentials of the kids that are coming in are higher. Our student body looks more like Texas. I think that's important. We're recruiting and main, and retaining more kids of color. Uh, our, uh, you know, you can just go go down the road. I mean, and and remember, we are a academic. We're a, of high, we're an academic institution, a, an institution of higher learning, and so that's most important. And and to me, those are the things that that. When I look at Bob Duncan, I say he's got good leaders. He's, you know, he's whether it be Brian May in, in San Angelo or um, uh, Rick Lang in, in El Paso. He seems to have they've seemed to have the right people in place to do the work. I mean, we we think about you know Kirby Hocutt on athletics. I think Mike Gallion's just as effective from in the provost office and and good good leaders that are that are doing their job. And um, that's why this to me is a maybe a bit more of a head scratcher. And I think this is why it really begs the question. It's more than a question. 
there's got to be a regent that lives in Lubbock. Okay. I'm Mark McDougall, part of this program yesterday. For the break, you're staying with us in the next Yes, segment. sir. I'll okay. be here. So I want to go back to uh, Rager Gate. We'll pivot out of Regent Gate and go back to Rager Gate. Lots of people concerned about the economic loss that's going to be incurred, not just with unemployment, but with with a big sector of the car industry. I've heard from people, and like intuitively you think, well, all these other dealerships are about to do a lot better. But I hear differently that there's a great deal of skepticism now about the car uh, the car dealership industry in Lubbock. What do you say to people? Because we hear these economic forecasts and so much of it, like, well, this is where car sales are. Uh, what do you say to people who are concerned about that? I think right? that's hogwash. Okay. I mean, I think about, when you think about Scoggin Dickey here for nearly 100 years, Alderson here for 80 years, Pollard here for decades, Gene Messer here for decades, Frank Brown here for decades. Those are people that we know who they are. You know, most with the exception of Messer, they're all locally owned and operated by people that go to church here support the United Way campaign here. First paper they read in the morning is the Lubbock Avalanche Journal. And, and uh, so I um, I don't think you can throw all the car guys in that deal. I wouldn't do that for a minute. Um, I, I think a lot of that business um, will not leave the community. I'm not going to sit here and say there won't be an economic impact. Um, and I, I'm not Pollyanna. However, um, our economy is, is diverse enough and strong enough that, that it, it we will move forward and uh you know when i say it it's a bump in the road i'm in no way do i diminish the impact it has on the the great men and women that that work for rager dykes so tell me this for people have asked me this question i don't know exactly i've got a question on the text line about this right now for rager dykes assets like the green building downtown and other buildings downtown are those what what happens here, Mayor? And I know you aren't a lawyer, but you can play one on the radio. Does that stuff go up to bid for people who live in other places, or? Well, let's assume what for a, let's assume for a minute that they that they owe money on those. I, I don't know, but let's let's assume they owe money. So so a bank's got a real estate note on that. If if they can't satisfy that, then the bank would take ownership of it and sell it. And the probably just the. In the like you would sell any kind of property. So uh, the, the work they've done at the Green Building and the Cobb Building, or I guess it's the Cobb, anyway, the, 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 their two main buildings, are, they've done good work there. Those buildings will be, I think, uh, relatively easy to market. I've, I've not been inside the old Anderson Brothers uh, store where they run their, re, their uh, um, digital, their online business, their Internet business, but I, I would imagine they've done good work to you. They did, they did good work across the street in the building that I think um, that maybe they own in, in partnership with Mr. McDougall. You may have talked about that yesterday, but um, I, those assets, um, if they do change hands, they're, they're of um, – They've been done in a high-quality manner, and I don't, you know, they'll be, they'll be responsible buyers to buy them. Viable assets. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. All right. Stick with us. We're going to go into break here. We got the mayor of Lubbock, Dan Pope. Get back in with a little bit more on Regent Gate coming up here. Stick with us. About 90 seconds from now, here on your other side of
Hey, welcome back in this segment of Other Side of Texas brought to you by Title One, Lubbock's digital real estate and as title escrow company. Title One is committed to providing you with the highest level of communication and service from the time the contract opens until it closes. See how Title One can serve your realty consumer and lending needs at TitleOne.com. We go on, we roll on here with Lubbock Mayor Dan Pope here on the program for the first time that's my fault mayor uh, yeah i got i came a couple times in your previous life but first time on the other side of texas i guess yeah yeah we'll have to do you can do a little uh, program pitch we'll record it after the show um so i want to let's we've been in in rager gate let's pivot back to regent gate here what we call regent gate not you but us the sense whenever I talk to people, and especially officials, was, and this is in no way a slight to the state senator. I love it. No way at all. But they felt like in the chancellor, in Bob Duncan, they effectively had a second senator, or at least another half a senator that they could go to on particular issues, even though he was chancellor. Um, what do you think it costs the region not to have, and again, on terms Ted Mitchell can do any surgery, but Bob Duncan knows that legislature inside and out. Um, what do you think it does for the region to lose a Bob Duncan? Well, I'm not sure Mitchell's a surgeon. We need to be careful with that. Well, you know? I mean, I would trust if he yeah. if he went to take out my appendix, I would say, okay, go ahead. I'll just lay down on the desk right now. Fair enough. Okay. I think I'd you know, I'd let him run me through the my my annual, and, and I'm sure he could do that. But I'm not sure <laughs> I want, I'm not sure I want Mitchell giving taking out my appendix either. But anyway, that's a so back to your question. I'm sorry. Was what was it? What, what was it again? I mean, you had somebody who knew the legislature yeah. inside yeah. and out. Well, I think, did we talk about that, or did I just think through that? Um, I think. I mean, just the whole idea of with somebody. Yeah, I think maybe we we teed it up, but I mean, you. you uh, um, you mentioned Sylvester. Uh, yeah, Sylvester I mean, I think Jr. Bob. I think Bob Duncan's um, reputation in the in the um, as a statesman. Mm-hmm. I think his reputation in Austin, particularly inside the uh, the capital, is uh, um, you know remarkable. And I think he could get things done. I think he was thought of, of as someone who would listen, someone who was uh, reasonable. Um, in some ways. You know, somewhat predictable. He was going to always be on the side of something. Well, be well thought out. Uh, and I think he's the kind of person that, if I'm a Texas Tech alum, which I am, and a supporter, which I am, he'd be the guy that I'd want to lead my charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, back to the leadership thing. I think we've established. And I don't want to put words in your mouth, but they've really botched this. And I, what I've heard is from regents who don't live. None of them live here. We're going to get into that in here in just a moment. So don't steal my thunder. But they were really shocked at the uprise here in Lubbock. And I've said, I've never, and you've you've been here, you've been engaged civically longer than I have by far. But even in my short time, I have never seen as much widespread bipartisan outrage on any one issue. And then, like, you want to equate it to Leach in the days after Mike no, Leach. No, it's oh, very different. Okay. Yeah. But I'm talking about the sort of public sentiment that rose up. But even now, with Duncan, you've got the likes of Mark McDougal and Delbert McDougal and George McMahon saying, no, 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 no. 
there are questions that need to be answered here. It's unfathomable to me, Mayor. I hadn't seen anything like this before. Yeah, I, I think when you mess with our university, it's um, um, it doesn't matter if you've got R or D behind your name. Doesn't matter where you come from, where you know where you grew up. It's uh, you're a Red Raider, and I think that's what's happened. And particularly when you sprinkle a little, you know, a little bit of the Aggies in there, that that probably is like putting uh, gasoline on the fire. No. So I, um, very different than the dismissal of of Coach Leach. There were, you know, as vociferous as those that were supportive were, there were a lot of on the other side. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'll give you that. But even from a PR perspective, a botch of, well, we fired him for this, but then it was this, and then it was that. Eight days later, you get in. Yeah, I'm going to go into it after you leave, so you don't have to sit here and comment at all the holes in that argument uh, that Chairman Rick Francis put up last night. But it's amazing to me, Rick Francis has been on the Board of Regents for 15 years consecutive. Wow. But let's talk about you know good regions. good governance. Um, I spend a lot of time. It's become I know this isn't this. I'm probably like one of six people in Lubbock that think about governance. But um, good governance um, would would turn over board leadership quicker than that. Yeah. I mean, you that when you talk about 15 years on a board, you start thinking about the board, one of the boards of SMU or TCU or Baylor, and and you know one of your your privates where they've got big boards, fundraising boards, and you often look at me, look at those, and you've got a big board and like three or four people run the whole board, and you've seen the challenges that SMU and Baylor particularly have had over the last years, mm-hmm. and and yeah. um, I the um, I, I would hope that if if the uh, legislature you know one of the things they would look at would be maybe some uh, guidelines around that because i think um, uh, you've got plenty of alums you've got plenty capable people who could serve it sit in those chairs it is something for sure i that's nothing against mr francis i'm not taking a shot i just i think in general i'm just talking about governance but i mean i look at we expect these legislators and oftentimes they fail at this but to be uh, citizen legislators yeah. that they have jobs. That's right. And but there just comes a point where is this regent gig? Is this a part-time job or a full-time job? And well, it's it's that's why I support term limits too. I mean, I think it's this idea that um, that's what our, our that's where our country came from. So, Mark McDougal, one of your predecessors, calls into the program yesterday to address why he's backing out of get it firsthand from him why he's backing out of Governor Greg Abbott's campaign event set right now for tomorrow night. Let's check on updates on that. Um, Mark McDougall makes the argument, and you just alluded to it, that there needs to be a regent from Lubbock. For people who are just paying attention, non-regents, none of them from Lubbock, when has this happened? Has there been a time that you can recall where there was not at least one regent from Lubbock? I'm not aware of a time. Yeah. I think it's um I I agree, I agree with Mayor McDougal. It's um you know several of the tech regents own homes here. Uh, some some of them spend quite a bit of time here, have family here, have kids here. But none of them um, none of them wake up in the morning. The first paper of the reads the Avalanche Journal. None of them, to my knowledge, um, you know, participate in our United Way campaign, tie to the local church. Um, and I know that Mickey Long is actually. Uh, attends church here quite a bit, but I, I, yeah, I, I might have a caveat there. I don't know who gives where, but uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I think uh, it's important that you always have um, the perspective 
the Lubbock perspective when you sit in that room and, and lacking that, um, I think I'm not so certain. I'm, in fact, I would go as far as to say I'm not sure this would have happened if you'd had somebody on the ground here. Saying, look, I've got to report to these guys yeah, that's right. this week right. around water coolers or at Sunday school or at yeah, civic and, clubs. Yeah, and you, you, you guys are getting on your planes and going home, and, and I'm the guy that's here on the, or the gal that's here, and, and things are pretty good here. Let's not – if we need to make an adjustment, let's do it inside these walls. Let's not do something that we'd look up and regret. So you as Lubbock mayor – being on the ground, having to fill these questions in lieu of no regent, the news comes out. I, I don't think it was any surprise to you. It wasn't a surprise to many of us that Ted Mitchell would be the interim. Talk from a Lubbock mayor standpoint about your confidence in Ted Mitchell and the kind of job you think he'll do. I know you've put out a release about yeah, it, yeah. but let's get into well, it. Well, you know, so Ted came here in May of, of 2010. It's interesting. I've got a little bit of a backstory on this ted and uh, ted started the same day as richard parks did at covenant and both both institutions had had a had gone through a rough time had been through a series of leaders and you know you might say both of them had two strikes on them and uh i got to know ted early on in his time here he came here from cooper clinic he ran cooper clinic and um was actually my father-in-law's a physician there and um i just um uh Here's what I like about Ted. Um, he uh, he's a Texan. He grew up in East Texas. Grew up in Longview. Uh, he uh, um, he loves West Texas. He he, um, he gives a great presentation about tech in West Texas, and he's he's a he'll he'll do a great job. He's my one of my favorite things about him is he he has this four letter acronym that he often types on a on an email. And if somebody sends him an email that's, you know, too long, too too wordy, he types T L D R. Too long, didn't read. I think that's the kind of leader you need. You need, you know, he wants the facts. You know, it's that whole, you know, be be bright, be brief, be gone kind of deal. Let me let me know. Give me the facts, the good, the good and the bad. Let me make a decision. And uh, I think that makes, that's common sense kind of leadership. I think he, that plays well. I think it's played well at the Health Science Center. The things they're doing there with, with allied, not just with uh, educating physicians in, in, for, for West Texas and for other parts of the world, certainly, but the things they're doing with allied health, with, with addressing the nursing shortage, with uh, um, the different specialties that they, they, uh, uh, that they um uh, have programs for and not just doing it in Lubbock. I mean, the fact that certainly Lubbock and, and El Paso, but the work that's going on in, in Amarillo and in Abilene and in the, in the Permian Basin, um, they've made a big impact on West Texas. And I think that's good for all of us. I, you know, I, Dr. Mitchell pr- presented uh, last year to the West Texas mayors when we were together and, and, you know, he, he could find common ground with Amarillo and San Angelo and Big Spring and Midland, Odessa and Abilene and, and certainly Lubbock real quick. And um, I think he'll do a great job. Yeah, he's a great. He's kind of like a. He's kind of like a youth minister who you would never want to make upset. Is kind of how I feel about it. like great on the stage, but the guy could probably whip you. I just don't know about that hairdo. That's big, my biggest hey, question I'm about really it. Really envious know. of that. And I've yeah, told he, him he, whenever he came on the show, I said, yeah. "Hey, any man who could pull off a three-inch flat top." Yeah. 
Yeah. He says I'm a little. He he says that I'm. It's out of jealousy that I say that. Yeah, maybe, I maybe that's true. So yeah. last one, and I'll let you out of here. Um, where do you think, honestly, you and I both know, and I've made this analogy. That vet school, and given the opposition with John Sharp, who was Bob Duncan's equivalent in legislative expertise, John Sharp absolutely opposed going to have all of his pieces on the table going into the next legislature the regents say that they're still behind the vet school though i think uh, many of us believe that the vet school was a great part of uh, bob duncan's undoing at texas tech with said regents i've made the analogy that that vet school is essentially a ship in deadliest catch and there is a tsunami at sea the the water is rocking and you better have a great captain to bring that thing into port. Uh, what's your honest assessment of where you think the vet school stands? I know you aren't the mayor of Amarillo. Yeah. But sitting here in Lubbock, what's your assessment of where that thing stands right now? I, I would argue that it's on it's on uh, maybe a little different than where you are on it, Jay. Um, I think it's probably on stronger footing today than it was three weeks ago out of allegiance to bob duncan i think just the way it's somewhat of the way it's been handled but it's i think it's raised the raised the issue a bit and i think it's uh caught the consciousness of uh not only some other elected officials around the state but uh, i think uh i think the fact that Amarillo stepped up i think certainly is important and it's it's important i'm just going to advocate for it for a minute it's but it's really important to all of west texas so, it, you know, the way I spent some time with uh, Representative uh, Darby last week in, in San Angelo, and we were he we were talking about it. And, you know, I think they've got to get the accreditation taken care of. In my understanding, just this count. Hold on. For context, yes. it's Darby who's been the political context. Drew Darby out of San Angelo who thinks that public education is, a, is the lifeblood of any rural community. I love Drew Darby. But he has carried a lot of the water in the legislative budget board and he goes down there early and begins to clear the path that's just for context that's good it's good context i you know you you my understanding is that this calgary model has never been accredited in the u.s yet so they got to get that done first and Mm -hmm. which i think is what i understand is very doable then it's got to go through it's got to go through the coordinating board you know and, and get their approval and then, then, then the legislature's got to fund it. I, I think all those are very, uh, uh, very doable. In fact, I, I, I really believe it's going to happen. I can't imagine that the state would walk away from um, the kind of commitment that, that, that not only the city of Amarillo, but the citizens of, of the Panhandle have been willing to make to this. Yeah. You may have followed the, I think it was the Sam Houston, Sam Houston that just got the, the medical school approved yeah. on a five to four vote. And and A and M stood up against that. They did. Yeah. And there's not anywhere near the philanthropy behind that is what you see in, in yep. Amarillo. It's a completely well, different animal. And and um, you know, I think if you look at West Texas and you look at food and you look at fiber and you look at fuel and you look at who we are and what the state expects from us, we've got to be able to take care of of those those large animals. It's uh, it, it's hard to make an argument against it, Jay. Up here. I think anywhere. Well, so I'll give you this. I mean, I understand, well, I I can get my mind around the political logistics, let's just call that, uh, and how tough that's going to be. But I will, to your point, 
Over these past couple of weeks, I've had two lawmakers, both of whom I've always known as wooden, like old school guys. Yeah. They don't, you don't see them come unhinged. You don't see them get emotional. And in conversation saying, I've been listening to the show and I want to tell you in both of them, and this speaks to Bob Duncan, both of them choked up in those conversations and felt like. Bob, for him to have had the career he had and to go out like this, and then both of them saying, we're going to make sure that this happens to the extent that we're able, and neither one of them have an interest regionally, yeah. but because it was Bob. Yeah. Well, it's a, it, It's not just because it was Bob, but this is a this is a uh, initiative that stands on its own. I think that's the, the good thing well, about it. But to my point... It was for them because sure. it was Bob. which is great. That means that gets more people underneath the tent. I no. think that's great. No. Yeah. Mayor Dan Pope, uh, I said that was my last one. Does there need to be an investigation into this? Some outside entity need to look into what happened at Tech? Yeah, I know that, that the legislature has the ability to do that. Um, I, I think um, some of our local delegation have advocated for that. I think um, I think. You know, they, they get to make that call. I'm gonna try to stay in my lane, let them do what they need to do. I I tell you what, I I want to make sure before I end that I think um, Senator Perry and uh, Representatives Frulo and Burroughs have all been very outspoken about this. They got on it early. There was no time for them to stick their finger in the air and see how the wind was blowing. They were on this from from, from the very beginning, yeah. and I think we would agree that, agree that they've enough. they've led the choir, and that's I I, I really applaud those guys yeah. for doing that. Well, we applaud you. He is Mayor Dan Pope, and get you a little more applause before you get out of here. Uh, Mayor, thanks for making time. I know that things have been off. Didn't even get in any city stuff. Uh, maybe we'll get around to that soon. I really do applaud you guys bringing craft beer downtown, uh, by the way. So get him out of here. You stick with us uh, about two minutes from now. Get right back on here on the other side of Texas. Howdy, Jay. West Texas Leeson here. I want to tell you about my friends at Flint Boot and Hat. They've been building hats since 1994 and repairing boots, I guess, since forever. My dog chewed up my ostrich boots. Jared and his guys replaced the heel, made them look new again, put new pulls on, and at a super affordable price, they've resold my boots and they build great hats. Love these guys. Go check them out. 3035. 34th Street or Flint Boot and Hat Shop at Flint and 34th Street. See more at FlintHat.com. When you're best friends with the founder of the Lubbock County Militia, you get your own radio show. It's the other side of Texas with Jay Leeson. One night in Kansas City after we played the show, shots rang out. Hey, right back here on the other side. This segment brought to you by Lubbock File Room, providing safe and secure document storage and shredding services to Lubbock and the surrounding area since 1992. For a free and hassle-free estimate, do what I did. Call the guys at Lubbock. I tell this story, but 
we got this commercial building. They left boxes and boxes of HR stuff behind. And that was whenever I just started Googling um, shredding services, disposal services. They drove their big old bus, that Lubbock file room bus, into the building, loaded it all up, took it away, gave us a certificate of destruction. Appreciate those guys there, LubbockFileRoom.com. LubbockFileRoom.com, 806-744-7666. Give them a call today. Um, I did mention we don't focus on national politics. I hope that this is a reprieve, this program. Very seldom do we get into it. Uh, Manafort and Cohen uh, going, well, taking some hits today. I don't know how you can say it any other way. And what that means for the president, somebody who I voted for twice in the Republican primary and then in the general I I don't know what that means going forward for the president. Uh, I'll have to, what I always do, I'll have to listen to Rush's monologue and then watch my Friday night uh, Shields and Brooks on PBS News. That's my balanced political diet right there whenever I look at national issues. Everything else I feel like I got a handle on because I look at it through my place and uh, what the place requires, what it needs, where we need to be, and uh, I evaluate my politics from there. As uh, many of you have heard me say numerous times, there is a new piece. I'll tease it again. There on the other side of te- other side of Texas. Actually, we bought both domains just so nobody got any wise ideas. Speaking to Regent Gate, and I appreciate all our new, I forgot to throw this out in the beginning, the analytics in College Station, maybe in Chancellor Sharp's office, off the chain right now. Appreciate all of our uh, Aggie listeners, uh, for whatever reason that you're listening. Posted tonight, uh, earlier today I should say, uh, part one of a two-part series. And uh, I can, hold on breaking news here on the program uh let me pull this up on my phone there's some breaking news thanks uh i would be shocked if governor abbott does not show up in lubbock tomorrow night Uh, a couple of sources saying governor abbott will indeed come to lubbock and it makes good political sense if he backed out right now i know the governor is used to being waved into communities with palm leaves and uh he's not going to get that tomorrow night but still coming nonetheless which brings me to what i posted today this is me just trying to give the truth guys in the bottom line i'm going to read for you a section of this new piece that we have up uh regent gate Texas Tech Regent Gate and the question that lingers and this is the truth for a lot of folks there have been minor skirmishes between Duncan who's long been his own boss and the Board of Regents since he arrived in July 2014 but I'm told that budgetary tensions about which Francis opined began in December 2016 now the Francis mentioned 
is Board of Regent Chair Rick Francis, who has been on the board since 2003, who's up for reappointment and coming up in January. So I guess could go close to 20 years. Something crazy. Anyhow, uh, Francis wrote a piece in Lubbock. I want to try to detail this tomorrow on the show with you, saying that budgetary difficulties uh, meant that there was a, a vision for the university that the regents did not share. However, Karen Michaels, Lubbock Avalanche Journal, busting him today by saying it was just two years ago that Rick Francis was all in on Bob Duncan's vision. Two years ago, August 2016, what's changed between now and then? And let me tee back up where I was. It was then, in December 2016, that multiple insiders say Daniel Hodge, Abbott, Governor Greg Abbott's chief of staff, directed the regents to pick between an already well-funded dental school project in Francis's El Paso or pursue a vet school in Amarillo. Tech wouldn't be getting both, the governor's man said. Furthermore, the regents were directed to give cons- a consensus statement without Abbott's name anywhere on it. That statement did come, and to much public surprise, the vet school was quote-unquote on pause, and there I link a piece by Matthew Watkins of Texas Tribune. But tensions heightened when Tech walked away from the legislature in July. Now, Francis, all on board two years ago, this being 16, a year later, July 2017, Tech walked away from the legislature with a $4 million appropriation for a vet school that was supposedly on pause. It was at this point in summer 2017 that Francis, that sources told me and there have been many that Francis and some say John Steinmetz, another regent, became increasingly hostile, both of whom were members of previous boards that approved a $27.5 million systems building Taj Mahal, a vote that occurred before Duncan's arrival, a building that presented new overhead costs and new budgets for which Duncan would later be responsible but suddenly the two especially francis were budget hawks a correlation to the vet school appropriation was an increasing determination to produce flat budgets year to year particularly within the system's budget which was added which had added the building's overhead as well as cost of administration for new campus components and so i don't want to make your eyes glaze over But I will say this, Regents, the question still stands. Why was Bob Duncan ousted? And as more of these things come to light, there's more of a correlation of December 2016 where you were told to make a choice, Chairman Francis. And then the summer 2017, deeply sourced events say, that hostilities brewed and for what reason why brew because we got something done down there that we didn't think we could get done 
that was against your motivations and why against your motivations. And so all this talk about, well, it's out of line. We've done so much for Texas Tech. It is on the table. Answer the damn question. Why was Bob Duncan ousted at Texas Tech? And if you want to tell me that somebody who I've never seen lose his cool, somebody who knows more about budgets than 100 Lubbockites combined, that he couldn't make a budget work, and he's worked with budgets that were much more vexing than anything you had on the table. Rick Francis, and I'm talking to you right now, your personal disclosures are a mess. And maybe it's because you're so good with numbers that they're a mess, or maybe you don't know enough about numbers. But either way, here's a man who knows plenty about numbers and plenty about the politics of the numbers and the process, and he's no longer here And your op-ed, Rick Francis, your op-ed is a laughingstock in this community right now. You might as well have had my four-year-old Charlie discuss why there are clouds around Jupiter and what the rings do in a scientific fashion because you had just as much acumen in what you put in the print or whoever wrote that thing. And that's where we stand on Regent Gate at this hour. No, No more breaking news. That's just me going off, Rick Francis. Don't, I mean, you really need to get a Lubbock consultant. I know you get Lubbock loans, and we'll talk about that uh, for, for commercial properties in El Paso, but you ought to throw some dime and get some consultant on what to do and not do in Lubbock, Texas, because that's why I know you're – I've heard from multiple people that you're very concerned about the climate in Lubbock And it's because you don't know Lubbock, Rick Francis. Thank you. I'm glad you graduated from Texas Tech, but you obviously don't know the culture. You don't tell a man who we voted for for 25 years. I shouldn't say that you don't tell. A man's career for 25 years in this region shouldn't end in five minutes. And if you don't like me saying that, well, you're welcome to come on here and express exactly what happened. Until then... Get a consultant, let them write your things, and don't give me comparisons of, well, this is what... Don't put Kent Hance and Bob Duncan against one another in Lubbock, Texas. And especially, don't give me, here I am going off, i got to get off air and go home to a great family and above-average dinner. But don't tell me that Kent Hance's proposed... What, what Kent Hance passed, what you guys passed for Kent Hance is somehow on the same plane with what Bob Duncan proposed. Because I'm sure, let me see Hans's numbers before. Before you accepted and before you passed. And then let's talk about what Duncan's numbers would have been. And especially, just don't, you don't have an employee who comes in for an ask and then fire him. Unless it's some low-level guy who's demanding 12 root beers over his break that he wants an hour and a half for. We'll get rid of that guy. But this wasn't this that guy. This was Bob Duncan. That's where I'm going to leave off on this edition of Your Other Side of Texas. This will be audio up on our Apple Podcast. Go to our SoundCloud. OtherSideOfTexas.com is where you can find the new thing that's burning up. Burn up with us. We'll see you next time right here on the other side of Texas.